Hey there, I'm Sarita, and you're about to experience the modern approach to well-being where you get to establish the best and most important relationship you will ever have, the one with yourself. I'm on a mission to help you declutter energy and reclaim your power so you can be a magnet to what you desire. If you're looking for the optimal blend of mindset and healing, you're in the right place. My goal in this podcast is to share tools, resources, and practices that will help you along your healing journey. I'm so excited to be here with you today. So welcome to Back to Here with Sarita. Let's get started. Hey love, so glad you're here again for another episode with your host, Sarita. Today's episode is my special and it goes by the name of Self Embrace Stories. And you can probably figure out what that means by the name, but these are self-love stories through the experience of my guest. And I personally handpick each and every one of them because they have a particular experience and self-love journey that has gotten them back to center, back to themselves, coming back home to self, and loving themselves regardless of where they've come from or who they're becoming. And I absolutely love these episodes because I get to connect with some really amazing women and hear their self-love and healing stories. And so today... I'm very excited that I have my guest is Jessica Dirksen, who is the founder of True to You Lifestyle and is also a certified health and life coach. Jessica's clients learn how to control difficult situations, overcome mental obstacles, and understand themselves to effectively motivate themselves and their and their teams in achieving their desired outcomes. So excited to learn more. Jessica, thank you so much for having, for being here. I'm so excited to connect with you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. So I'm excited to learn because it sounds like we're kind of doing some similar work in the way that you're helping your clients overcome difficult situations and understand themselves more effectively. That's beautiful because the relationship with ourself is the most important relationship we'll ever have, right? Absolutely. And I would love to hear kind of how you got into that. Like what motivated you? What was like a turning point in your life that you're like, oh, I really want to get into this type of work? Yeah, I think, I mean, my own journey from when I was younger of building that relationship with myself, overcoming my own struggles, my own, you know, lack of confidence, low self-worth, all of those things. And after many years of really diving deep into that work of healing and transformation and building a relationship with myself and falling in love with myself, I found myself in a job that I was just not passionate about anymore. I didn't love it. And my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, said to me, he's like, you know, something needs to change. Like, you're angry. You're you're not you. You're not like you're not even taking care of yourself or like like you used to. And I think something needs to change. And I mean, I knew I wasn't happy, but I was kind of like, oh, like, is it that noticeable? <laughs> and so I read a book called The Passion Test and I went through all these activities and when I finished this book, I was like, I'm going to be a health coach. And I didn't know a lot about coaching. I knew a little bit about life coaching and business coaching at this time. I didn't know if health coaching was a thing, but I was like, I'm going to do this. And so I did some research and it was a thing and I got certified. 
And from there, I started working with women. And at first, it was really geared towards weight loss. But I focused a lot on habits. And what I started to notice was, you know, how these women, everything we were talking about and coaching on had nothing to do with their weight. And it had so much to do with like how everything in life is so connected. And when we're unhappy in one area of our life, it starts to, you know, create this ripple effect in other areas. So from there, I got certified as a life coach. And I just... Have gr- my business has really evolved over the years from working individually with women to group coaching and now into corporate coaching as well. But it's really all has that same foundation of who are you and what would you love to be experiencing in your life and how do you make that happen? Yeah, that is so... Uh, I really love how you bring up the point that so much of this work is so intercorrelated. I yeah. didn't realize until I became an entrepreneur that that was the case. I think we're kind of structured to believe that we should compartmentalize our life. Like, Mm -hmm. this is my home life. This is my love life. This is my work life. This is, you know, all these different facets. When in reality, where you're showing up in one place and it's not fully being shown up, or you're not fully showing up in one place, then you're not fully showing up in another place. So it's all intercorrelated. Yeah, absolutely. And when you're, and then just like what happened to me, right? I was unhappy in my career, but that was reflecting in how I was showing up for my health, how I was showing up in my relationships with my husband, with my stepsons, like everything was so connected. And so I'm just love helping people, you know, bring their passion back, bring that spark back and help them get to know what that is. So many of us have lost ourselves along the way, right? We don't even know who we are, what we value, what we care about, what's important to us. So how do we work on figuring that out and then building this life that just feels so true to you and that you just love? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's so true. So then to dive a little bit more into your own personal story, I love, this is something that I think is so common amongst people that do become entrepreneurs and my and my audience is not just entrepreneurs are gonna they're a bunch of different people but this is a very common occurrence that happens to a lot of us um, that become entrepreneurs is that we discover that we're not very happy within our within our job right and mm-hmm. I think that occurs that whole experience occurs often for a lot of other people like in maybe the different scenario but it's kind of this moment of realization like wait, is this it? Is this really what I'm supposed to be doing with my life? And mm-hmm. so what are some of the steps that you did or what do you what, what do you remember doing to come back to a place to, of remembering like who you are in order to make that next step of making that big transition? I think, um, and I think there's a kind of a lot. So like I said, I read that book and it really made me realize what I'm passionate about, what I care about, how I want to serve others in this world and on my own journey. But a big part of it also was the internal self-work I had to do to really, I was not happy. And so I had to figure out how can I be happy again? Like what drives me, what excites me, all of these things, and how can I make time for myself so that I can do all of this? So some of the things I did is I, I was living the chaotic lifestyle of like waking up, waking the kids up, running around late, trying to get everything done, and then heading out the door. So I started to wake up an hour earlier. I think I started half an hour at first, and I was started waking up half an hour earlier, and I just started doing gratitude practice and journaling, and then I started reading, and then I started waking up an hour earlier, and I started to add my workouts in the morning because it was too hectic to get it 
done at the end of the day and then I would have the excuse of not doing it. So I started to plan my day and I start set myself up for success with the start of my day. So I had the time for me. So by the time I got to show up for anyone else, whether it was at work or at home or for my friends, I was calmer, I was more peaceful and I was happy because I was taking time for myself. So I think that was a huge part of it, which allowed me to read that book that made me realize, hey, this is what I want to do with my life. Um, and give me time to research and do all of those things. So I think for me, uh, and I don't know if I'm really answering your question because I'm kind of going around, but I think for me it was really about um, giving myself the the time to really think about it and work on myself and discover, okay, like I'm not happy. If I'm not happy, what does it look like when I am happy? And then start going through the work on doing that and, and, and allowing myself to, to live through that to make those decisions. And then I just kind of dove right into it. It was like, I'm going to be a health coach. I found a certification program and I just started and I did it. And I didn't really, and I don't know if this is the best advice, but I didn't put too much thought into it. I just felt this spark. I felt this passion. I felt this call. And I just like dove right in and I did it. That's beautiful. And I want to focus on something you were saying is putting time aside for yourself Again, I think so many of us are trained with the belief of there's no time, I don't have enough time, or I'll have time when, you know, when the kids go to school or when, you know, this raise, pay raise happens. So we keep putting things off and allowing those moments. And I love how you just said, I started with 30 minutes, just 30 Mm -hmm. minutes earlier in the morning. That's really all it takes, waking up, setting that alarm. And having those quiet moments in the morning, what do you feel or how do you feel like after you implemented that, those quiet, that quiet time in the morning, whatever you said, journaling or or gratitude practice, that's what you said. Mm -hmm. I, I love that. And we'll talk about that in a second. How do you feel like you changed? How did Jessica start to unfold? Like what was something that you noticed occurred after you started putting that into practice? Yeah, that's such a good question. I was calmer. I was more peaceful. I had more patience. I wasn't starting my day in chaos anymore. I wasn't starting the day and after hitting the snooze button and trying to get everyone ready and out the door on time. I was starting my day for me and it was starting with good gratitude, right? So a really positive energy, a really positive mindset. And then, I, and so I showed up by the time anyone else in my house woke up, I was ready for them. I was ready to give them like all the, like the best part of me because I was kinder. I was more patient. I was more loving and it wasn't so chaotic. There was like ease and peacefulness to our day and our routine. I love that. And you said something so key, like you were giving the, like the best of yourself but not like what was left over of yourself. Yeah. Right. So it was yeah. like not channeling or funneling the energy of like this, like what's left over from you after everything's been, you know, given versus like the best of yourself after you've literally poured in energy, time and effort, self-love. I mean, this is what, this is what this really is, is absolutely giving time to yourself, investing time in yourself in those moments to be able to be the person, be the mm-hmm. Jessica, be the be the woman that you really want to be. So I love that. That's so yeah. And the other thing I think that's really important, you know, like you said, so many of us say we just don't have the time for all these things. But I truly believe that 
those kind of things give us time back when we get to show up better for everybody else in our lives. Like that's like time given back to us where we're there. We're more present with the people we want to be present with. We care more. We're showing up as like the better version of us that's already inside of us. We just cut, we're too exhausted to let her show. Right. So I think um, that, you know, this whole, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. When we start making time for things like that, that time comes back to us and we show up better. I fully, fully agree, and we uh, we sometimes just, we allow life to really get really busy, and that's mm-hmm. why I love, that's why the name of this podcast is so important to me, Back to Center, because it's just a reminder to come back to self, a reminder to come back to, even if it's breathing or just taking a moment you know, in the morning, if it's taking a moment in the chaos to allow yourself to just get centered, centered yeah. again. And I I love that, that we, yes, we do tend to get caught up in things and allowing yourself in the morning to create this like space and time that you can have that is so beautiful and giving yourself and just like you said, it is it is energy, right? So it's like you're funneling energy into yourself so you can be the better person in the situations. Yeah, absolutely. Love that. Love that. And so the the work that you do um, now, when you were younger, like what was what was kind of the what was kind of the path that you were taking before you got into like the the work like with the actual like mindset and healing and self-love work I mean so many of us depending on our age you know in in this time luckily children are being exposed to this on an earlier age and I'm so grateful that these these words uh like therapy and everything so much is like not taboo anymore so we're finally like talking about these things but for some of us we didn't experience this growing up we didn't experience or we didn't see parents that were like giving them to themselves like what was kind of the the if you can reflect on like what was what was the upbringing like like what was um, what were kind of some of the patterns maybe that you were exposed to that you realized you took on, and that you've allowed yourself to just kind of let go through through time. I'm sure there's, I mean, for everybody there's a lot, but <laughs> whatever's coming yeah. up for you. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I had I had great parents. I had you know, there are good people there. My parents were divorced when I was younger, but I had no concept of how like our thoughts truly create a reality. I had no idea that the thoughts I was thinking is what was driving the actions I was taking. Like it just was not a thing. You just kind of went through the motions, right? You're told do this, do this. But I think of my, you know, growing up and I had very poor like self-esteem. Like I thought I was fat, like real people would call me big boned. And so to me, I was like, well, what is that even mean obviously that means I'm fat and it's so terrible like if you look at pictures of me when I'm younger like I'm not at all but I had this terrible image of myself um and I took like not the greatest path for a long time and just kind of found myself um just like really truly not liking who I was I didn't like who I was and I just tried to hide that with food and drinking and numbing it all um and so I didn't have the awareness growing up about the mindset and the thinking and how any of that really helps us you know, live a better life or takes us down the wrong way. And so I remember when I started kind of going through my own journey of, of truly like transformation, I was probably like 20 years old and my doctor wanted to give me antidepressants because I was just struggling. I was lost in life. 
I didn't know what was next. And uh, I said, I didn't want to take them. Because I didn't think I was depressed. I just knew I was struggling. And so he was the one who encouraged me to start moving my body every day, you know, get some exercise. And that was really the beginning of my transformation, like my journey. And what I noticed over months of working out and moving my body and walking and all the yoga and all these things was for me, it wasn't about losing weight anymore. For years, I did all these things to try and lose weight, but it was about how this it made me feel inside. And I started to feel really good. And I still at this time didn't really like connect anything, but I was feeling good and I became addicted to this feeling. So I enjoyed moving my body. And so over time, as I started, you know, I've done like therapy, I've worked with coaches, I've started doing all of these things and started to recognize like, yeah, every thought that I had, like I took so many actions that directly aligned with that. So I would have, you know, thinking all the time, I'm not smart enough. I'm so stupid. I'll never be able to do this. Well, I didn't go to school. Like I would skip school all the time. Like, of course, my grades are going to reflect those, those beliefs that I had because I would take actions that align with that. So, um, I guess to make this really long answer short, I didn't have the awareness that I think most of us never didn't have back back in the day or back then. Um, and I do love what you said. The conversation is changing, and I think kids like nowadays are starting to recognize that, or the parents nowadays have recognized that and are having those kind of conversations with their their children and their families. But definitely, I think one of the biggest things from is this lack of awareness and so many things. And I really just went through the motions of. This is what you're told to do, so this is what you do, and you don't really put much thought in it, and you don't really, you know, argue with it, and you just kind of, like, robotically go through the stuff, and then one day, I kind of woke up, like, oh, I don't like this robot that I've become. That's so powerful, just the thought of that. We, we do, uh, so many of us do become in that robotic life, because we're subjected to so much information, that it's like, all right, we just absorb so much from family from society everything and it's like we end up becoming this like version of ourselves that's so detached from who we actually really desire to be right and so coming back to the place where um those moments and what a progressive doctor to recommend like you know moving your body and and getting yourself outside getting some vitamin you know d and and just really starting to take care of yourself like take care of your Mm -hmm. temple take care of your body and even though like and i'm not saying that that's like the end all solution because there are plenty of people out there that are taking care of their bodies but they're not taking care of their mind and their spirit right and so i love how you said it kind of in an indirect way that when you started taking care of your body and your physical self, it really opened up the doors of like, wow, this is so much deeper than just this surface layer of, I want to make my body look nicer. When in reality, like, um, it's so much, it is so much deeper. And I, I kind of, I relate to that so deeply because I, I just think of what's coming up for me is like what we focus on expands Mm -hmm. and, I think that for me, when it's come to my weight, I like calling it my weight release journey and getting, you know, fit and healthy and well balanced and exuding wellness was that I think I was focusing so heavily on the end result of like the body looking nice that I wasn't really like looking at who I was as an, at an identity level which was somebody that was really desiring to 
in body wellness and vitality, right? Like that's really what I desire and so many of us desire, but we get really caught up on this like, you know, this like end result outcome of like, I need to have my hips look like this or, you know, whatever. Yeah. How is that like, how does that show up? Cause I, I'm sure this is something you talk with like your clients cause you're being a, a life coach and health. And it's just like, how is, how is like going really like a lot deeper been so transformational for, for some of your clients? Well, it's exactly what you said, and I love that you brought that up. It's the identity piece, right? And this is, so I am a huge freak around habits because pretty much everything we do is a habit, right? Even the things we're not doing, like that has become habitual in our life. And we, people set these goals and they want these goals and they're so focused, like you said, on the outcome, but they're not paying attention. Well, who do you need to be to achieve that and make it like your lifestyle, right? If this is something you truly would love as part of your lifestyle, then your identity needs to change with that. And it can change with that, but that that's like the deep work you do inside. And that's where things truly happen. That's where lasting change happens. When we're so focused on just this body looking a certain way or, you know, a number on the scale or a number in your bank account. And that's your, you're just focused on that end result. You're not doing any of that deep inner work. You're going to take actions, I'm sure, but then you're not going to continue those actions after because your identity still identify, you still identify as the person you were before. That's why, uh, you know, like lottery winners, majority, I think it's like 90 something percent of them three years after they win, they're back to their original earning incomes because they haven't done any of that identity work they still identify as a person who might have been broke or who you know was paying monthly their rent like every month and they were struggling they still identify as that and then they spend all their money and they go back to that income so that identity work which is the deep work is so so important and that comes to the way you think and the way you take action that aligns with this new identity that you're creating and that is exactly what I help my clients with that's what drives me I'm so passionate about that because that um, it's part of the habit process right is the your identity and it's just yeah I love that stuff so I love that you brought that up and that's what I do that's what I focus on with clients is what would you love to what would you love we need those goals but also who do you need to be to get those goals yes that was such a big break breakthrough for me when we talk about this like we're talking about this now and I remember hearing it and I was I I, there was such a logic behind it and what I didn't realize it, it was it was so much more than just logic like okay like changing that identity to become this person that I really want to be how can I like think my way through that process but it was so much more than that because it was like so much more deep-seated becoming like this person like I am the type of person and really truly believing it so and this is one of the things that I think is so magical about identity work and the self-love work is really knowing that you're capable of getting to that point loving yourself along the way through that process and then also believing that it's completely possible that you're worthy of like having those end result goals occur yeah and I think the biggest way to prove to yourself that that's who you are, that's your new identity, is by taking those actions, right? And another thing I would like, I want to say, just because you kind of touched on the, the belief part of it, so many people, you know, when you talk to them, like, well, I don't believe them, that person yet. Like, I can say these affirmations, and this is the identity I want, but I just don't believe it yet. And then there's, like, this internal conflict and struggle. And so a few things, again, that action piece is to help prove to yourself you're that person, right? But the other thing is, is we 
lie to ourselves all the time, right? We lied to ourselves the first time we told ourselves, I'm a bad mother. We lied to ourselves the first time we told ourselves, I'm too ugly. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. But we told those lies to ourselves so much that eventually we believe them. So I kind of like to think if you're going to tell yourself a lie, make it an empowering lie. And the more you tell it to yourself, eventually you will believe it. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So what's, um, I'm sure people listening will be like, oh my gosh, what, like, what is, what does that mean exactly? So can you give an example of like what that may look like? Well, I mean, think of your self-talk, right? If you were to write down all the, like the thoughts you had during the day, and I, I love to kind of do this exercise with clients, especially when I start working with them is, you know, what, like anything you notice, because a lot of the time it's running on default, we don't notice it. But once you start to raise your awareness to the thoughts you're thinking, start writing down the things you say about yourself and you think about them. And there's so many that are like, you know, I'm not a good mom. Um, I'm not a good partner or I'm unlovable. I'm not worthy of this. I feel like an imposter. I'll never be able to achieve this. Like whatever those negative self-talks you have, you believe them because you've told them to yourself over and over again. Maybe you heard it from someone else and then you started saying it. And so you believe it because you've thought it so many times that now you think it's real, it's true. And so when you think about what are the goals that you would love to achieve and who do you need to be to get there? Maybe you have this health and wellness goal and you know, who do you need to be to achieve this goal? I need to be someone who eats for energy. I need to be someone who's maybe meditating. I need to be someone who's um, feeling more centered. I need to be someone who is waking up at 5 a.m. And you think about who do you need to be what are some, you know, maybe affirmations or some things from there you can start saying to yourself? So every time those negative thoughts come up, you can kind of interrupt them with a more powerful or empowering belief instead. Right. I love that. And so it's basically pattern interrupting, but then also yeah. it's uh, stopping yourself from thinking those things. The way we talk to ourselves, I actually just was talking to somebody about this, is the way that we talk to ourselves really matters and how we talk to ourselves really matters when, of course, nobody's around even more so. So I believe self-talk is is so powerful and it starts with, just like you were saying, it can start with the way that we talk to ourselves, the stories that we tell ourselves over and over again. And once it's like kind of the elephant in the room, once it comes up to the surface, like, oh, I've been saying this to myself. How can I change this story? How can I change this belief about me and mm -hmm. make it be something more loving and caring and compassionate for myself and also, you know, empowering, like you said. Hmm. And a nice way to even start that is like an acknowledging, acknowledging yourself, right? So maybe every night before you go to bed, just what are five, like five to 10 things that nice things you can say about yourself, maybe five to 10 things to celebrate yourself for the day or just positive acknowledgement. Like, I'm so proud of myself for having patience with my two year old today, or I'm so proud of myself for not, you know, losing it on the person at the store who did whatever to me like what it can be the littlest things I'm proud of myself for getting out of bed I'm proud of myself for pushing myself outside my comfort zone and making that sales call today whatever it is just starting to that acknowledgement piece because I think we're so focused on all the things we do wrong that when we can start to shift and celebrate all the things we're doing right it doesn't matter how big or how small that's a huge way to start to change your mindset and your self-talk because like you said self-talk is so important and 
I th like people I'm pretty sure think I'm crazy when I start working with them because I'm like you need to have conversations with yourself all the time you're always talking to yourself you're always telling yourself so be the one in control of the narrative right don't let your thoughts control you you control your thoughts and so I'm always saying well no this comes up like talk yourself out of that like have that conversation to calm your nervous system and prove to yourself that doesn't have to be your truth anymore our self-talk is so so powerful um I listened to a podcast and he said I don't know if he said it or if he heard it from somebody else, but it said, if you don't believe, or maybe it was in a book, I don't remember, but it was like, if you don't believe that your words matter, write the words you suck on your kid's mirror and let them read it every day for five years or something. And it was like, of course you would never do that, but that's just like kind of the eye opener of imagine if your kids read that every day and like, of course the words you use matter because then you make beliefs on it. So be so, so... Uh, meticulous of the way you speak to yourself and just be so aware of it so you can start to be in control of that narrative. Wow, what an image. <laughs> I can only imagine that being like on somebody's mirror so they see that. So that's that's a really visual image that I can, yes, your words do matter. And being intentional, um, being intentional about the words that you say. So how has though that type of uh, exercise and practice, I should say, how has that helped you along your your personal journey from discovery in this particular practice and the words that you say matter to yourself? How has that impacted your self-love story with yourself? I think it helps me acknowledge myself more, right? Like taking the time to think about things I'm proud of for myself, things I love about myself, just helps keep my relationship with myself strong. And it's not, I'm not always perfect. Like I think self-love is a journey you're always going to be on. We're always growing. So you're always falling in love with a new version of yourself. But I think when I take the time to acknowledge myself and my wins, again, it doesn't matter how big or how small, but just acknowledging all these things about myself that are good it just keeps me feeling good about myself. It keeps my confidence up. It keeps me from not allowing other people's opinions to bring me down. Like it just keeps me so connected to who I am and what matters to me um, that I feel like I'm more solid. Like I used to be the person that if someone said something to me that was like, not good or not positive like it could ruin my day I would probably have like quit in my business if I wasn't solid in who I was at the time right so um I think this work that I've done has helped me show up for myself way better um healthier show up for everybody else and also be able to run a, a successful business where I get to help people do that because I'm just focused on how do I judge myself? Like, how do I feel about myself? And when I feel really good, I don't care what anyone else says or thinks or feels um, because I know I'm, I'm staying true to who I am and my values and what's important to me. And I think doing these acknowledgements helps you stay true to yourself. I love that. You landed on something so profound yet so simple. When we are giving ourselves that foundation of acknowledgement, gives us so much more confidence we're rooted in such like so more of a depth of like who we are as as a person as a human as somebody that is becoming the best version of themselves I absolutely love that so that's so profound I I love it and it's so simple to do it yet so many of us don't take the time to actually sit there and acknowledge ourselves give gratitude for how far we've come like we are like you were saying how back in the day if someone had said something it would have just thrown you off and you would have 
you know, a lot of us that that happens to a lot of us if we're not doing the self talk, positive self talk and the self love work and the healing work and and the foundational work. And for me, I know that I would look outside of myself from people to get validation. So get that love and everything. If it was significant others, if it was parents, like whatever, friends, like whoever it was, I was constantly looking for the outside to get that validation and that foundation that I was so desperately trying to to find. Because if we don't have anything that they're rooted in, we're easily thrown off, right? Like you use that so, so, so well is that we're easily thrown if we're not creating this rooted foundation for ourselves and once I realize instead of looking outside of myself for that that I can give that to me on the daily that's when things really started to change for me and I was able to like create a lot more root in who I am so then when things came into my life that could have been breaking to me yeah it wasn't as difficult. Yeah. I'm not going to say that it was like pff, easy peasy, it, right? Like yeah. it's through time. It's through conditioning yourself. It's through doing these activities. It's through channeling love and energy into yourself that you can get to the point when certain circumstances or things are said that it's not as altering. Yeah. Definitely. I definitely agree with that. Um, that's why the work is so important and it's not always easy and it's not always comfortable. It's definitely not comfortable, but it's so worth it. Yes. I fully, fully agree. I love it. I love, I love the work and I love hearing these stories. So Jessica, I want to know, um, since we've talked, we've talked about so many wonderful things today and I love, I love all, all the directions that we've gone and like I said, the, these stories are really about the, the self-love and the healing and really giving yourself acknowledgement and compassion for who you have been and who you are now and who you're becoming. And for you, like what does, and there's no right or wrong answer because I love asking this question, but what is, um, what is like self-love? What is self-embracing? What is, what does that mean to you? Like what is, um, yeah, what does that mean to you? Yeah, for me, self-love is taking care of yourself. And this isn't, you know, like in terms of self-care, getting a massage and stuff like that. But it's really taking care of yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. It's knowing who you are and sticking to that truth of who you are, right? It's doing that work to figure out who you are, what you care about, what you value, and then living that life that is true to you. That's self-love for me. Um, And again, like just, taking care of yourself, building yourself worth, like having this strong self of worthiness. Like I'm worthy because I'm here. I'm worthy because I'm alive. Like that's a huge part of self-love for me is it doesn't, you're not worthy because of your achievements and your goals or anything like that. You're worthy because you're you and you're special. And so what, you know, knowing who you are, staying true to who you are like that is self-love staying true to what you care about your values and taking care of yourself completely right your entire self um however that looks for you to me that's what what self-love is I love that that's so true it's just the whole package right yeah and I think 
the embracing part too is not is knowing it's not about perfection, right? We're not always going to have perfect days and great day. It's not about that. It's about recognizing, hey, how can I maybe do a little bit better tomorrow? How can I love myself a little bit more tomorrow? You know, today was a hard day or how can I show myself grace, right? On those days where we don't always have to be pushing ourselves to do all these things, just sit with yourself and love on yourself and, and do what makes you feel good and comfortable. Yes, I fully agree. I fully agree. And the reason I like using the word self-love is is it, it it is very much a buzzword and a lot of people throw it around like it's there's so many different interpretations so that's why I love asking the personal like journey interpretation of what, what that means to you mm-hmm. and just kind of finish off that episode what um what do you what are some kind of nuggets of wisdom I know you've said so many so far this today and thank you but what are some maybe nuggets of wisdom for that person that has needed this episode, has needed what they're hearing to hear it today? And like these next steps, these next steps into maybe transitioning their life or whatever it may be, their healing journey, their self-love journey. What what words of wisdom do you have for, for them? Yeah, and I think I've kind of said this a lot today, but really coming back to who you are, who you truly are, what matters to you. So even just journaling on that, right? Like asking yourself some questions on what excites me, what brings me joy, what what am I passionate about? Um, you know, what makes me angry? Like really starting to build a relationship with yourself, I think is so powerful. Because when you get to really know who you are, you can start to make different decisions in your life. Because now it's like, maybe you're asked to do this, or this opportunity arises, like, does this align with who I am at my core? No, okay, then I don't need to do it. Yes, okay, I'm all in. Like, so I think it all starts with building that foundation and building that relationship with who you are. So just getting to know yourself again, what excites you, what what you love, what brings you passion, what brings joy to your heart, like all of those types of questions to, to get to know who you are and falling in love with yourself, building that relationship. I love that. Journaling is such a great way to open up, op- open yourself up. Yeah. And wonderful journal prompts. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you so much for those because those are, um, I'm going to reflect on those too. Now that we are, um, kind of in a new year and and just uh, it's it's a great time for people to kind of dive a little bit deeper on like what is it that I want to create this year what is it that yeah. I want to um, what is it that I want to manifest what is it I want to do who is the person I want to become so amazing. I love that love it well Jessica thank you so much for an amazing connection session uh, with self-embraced stories I love every single thing you said and I really appreciate your time and you can follow Jessica on Instagram I'll have her information in the show notes but thank you so much Um, I had a wonderful time and everyone it's been really wonderful to connect with you today thank you so much hey love thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode if you adored what you heard It would mean the world to me if you took a moment to leave a review on the platform you are listening to this episode on. By doing this, you are helping my mission to impact other women with their healing journeys. If you aren't already following me on social media, make sure to connect with me at Sarita Wellness to get your weekly dose of inspiration. I can't wait to be with you in the next episode, but in the meantime, keep being the amazing you that you are.